0: Um, so I um, so you know what I only okay, so to do the I'm going um, instead of the you know the water and then the, the everybody has a little different. I'm um, the i won't pull it all. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Are you not going to use the book?
0: No, I definitely, I'm definitely going to use this. Ooh, scary. Yes, we should. So I just want to- No, let's
1: the candles first.
0: Yeah, I have a question about music. You want to Um, do that?
1: Well, you want to get the candle? Well, let me ask you,
0: yeah, let me just ask a question about music, Um, so I know what's happening. Um, Let's see what we've got here. Okay, so the August, August day—that's during communion. Got it. Got it.
1: So, if I move behind the table, would that bother you? Because I, I, really don't like to see my like, exposed. <laughs> Does that
0: bother you? I can make it work. Tim, we've lost sound on the internet. Yes. All right, sound, now? sound is back. Sure. So, what looks faster?
2: I want, I need a little, that's better. That's better for me. I
0: can can go go over more.
2: No, 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 that's good. I like you right there. A little closer, but not. Yeah, that's good.
0: No, that's too far. Mm -hmm. Wait until you see. You need to be able to get closer to pick up your papers. You can see, sort of. I guess I'll I'll leave this. I got get gap here on the Get posts. That's not a good thing. The water is here.
1: Or we'll bring it over to the table because we're not going to be able to use it
0: over there. Please
1: don't put it so it's home. How's that? Well, huh? This is fresh. You hear us okay? Bill changes. Yes. I
3: guess we could start praying even if the troops aren't circled.
0: Would we, like to, would we like to pray now?
1: Yeah, one more minute.
3: Yeah, one to know no, because we've got somebody who's coming in to still needs to be a sound Do we have
1: any ushers?
2: No. So for all of us who are here in the church today, um, I just invite us all to pray together for the service and technology and either pray um, extemporaneously or quietly uh, as we gather in the Lord's name. So, Lord, thank you for this time together. Uh, We pray, Lord, that all would go smoothly and well. Uh, We invite you right here into the midst of all that we do and say, bring the gift of your presence, Jesus, by the power of your spirit.
1: Lord God, I pray that our worship this morning will be edifying and acceptable in your sight, And and as we try to um, reflect together on the meaning of the Holy Eucharist in all our lives, I pray that uh, your Holy Spirit will guide and lead us in the direction that you would have us go. Uh, I pray for all the participants and everyone who comes through our doors today that they will feel welcome and loved and accepted in the household of God. And I ask that you would an anoint uh, the
3: words of Ellen as she preaches with her homily, Lord. Thank
2: you. And for the technology, we thank you for Tim and Bill and Paul who oversee this technology. Thank you. And for Chuck who narrates. May may these words, Lord, open up a new appreciation of our time of worship together on Sunday morning, gathered around your table.
3: Lord, um, I just ask that your joy would overflow today as we worship. We thank you for, for the joy in our midst. We thank you for the glory of this day. i ask that you'd bless um, Kyler's playing and the North singing. you bless the reading of the word. You'd bless the prayers of the people. The
1: preacher.
2: And those who read.
1: And those who serve in all the different ways in this church.
3: And we ask that we would be truly able to declare with all our hearts that you are good and that those things that you've given us are good. We may enter in to cooperating with you in the good things that you desire to do.
2: Especially for our children and families, preparing for holy baptism, Open their eyes, Lord, to see you in a new way.
4: Amen. Oh, Lord.
0: Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Thank you, congregation.
1: Does everyone have a service booklet? Service book. It's a book (laughs)
0: today. I think it's it's out, and people have it. Good. Good enough. (laughs)
4: Thank <laughs> you.
3: In the anniversary, but got got his questioning.
5: There is Got this
0: Uh-huh. Do You to do it?
5: A reading from the book of Job. The Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. Who is this that darkens counsels by words? of
0: feel And so. Okay. okay do drop your
5: voice at the end of your sentence. Okay. A reading from the book of Job. The Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge?
3: to worship at St. John's Episcopal Church in New Haven. Uh, this is a fully hybrid service, so we have people participating both via the internet and here in the congregation, and we welcome all of you. Uh, for those of you who are online, we ask you to please turn on your video feed, uh, but to mute yourselves. Uh, and uh,
6: today we will
3: be having an instructed Eucharist, but more on that later. Let's begin with our opening hymn. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm.
1: Good morning and welcome to St. John's Episcopal Church in New Haven, Connecticut. Today's service is what we call an Instructed Eucharist, and as we move through each part of our worship service, short narrations will explain the significant parts of the liturgy. Liturgy means the work of the people, reminding us that worship is not the performance of a few, but the participatory involvement in the liturgy, the Holy Spirit shapes us more and more into the likeness of Christ. In this morning's instructed Eucharist, I will be using the word Anglican as an as a explanation of the fact that the Episcopal Church in the United States of America is part of a worldwide Anglican communion, and that is all the churches that are in communion with the Church of England and the Archbishop of Canterbury. In a sense, every church does liturgy. For many, it's a regular time and outline of worship services. Anglican worship is characterized by the use of a historically tested liturgy, one which has been passed down through the centuries. And we hope that your appreciation for this liturgy will grow through this instructed Eucharist. One of the goals of liturgy is a repetitive pattern of words and responses giving us familiarity. With this gift of a regular rhythm of worship, we don't have to think about what we are doing Rather, the familiarity of this worship allows us to focus on the God in whose name we gather. We do encourage you to arrive early enough on Sundays to find a seat and quietly prepare your hearts to worship God. In this world of hybrid worship at St. John's, you will find us doing our technology check, check-ins check prior to the service. And then we pause and join together in time of prayer before our worship begins. The COVID-19 pandemic has added a new structure to our Sunday mornings.
2: The opening sentences, blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.
1: And blessed be his kingdom now and forever, amen. The celebrant then leads the congregation in the Collect for Purity. A Collect is a short prayer that sums up or collects together many petitions into one request by placing it in the context of who God is. This is an ancient Collect. According to Psalm 51, this Collect is appropriate for the beginning of the liturgy. And each of us comes to this time of worship with worries and concerns. As Psalm 51 says with this prayer, we ask God to give us focus and help us release all that we carry. As we gather together with this prayer, we are enabled to focus on God and worship with pure hearts in community with one another.
2: Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
1: With the work of preparation completed, we move into a song of praise. The Book of Prayer suggests three ancient hymns, one of which is the Gloria or the Gloria in Excelsis. On other occasions, we use the Curiae, Curiae Eleison, or the Trisagion. The Gloria, which we will use today, begins with words taken directly from Scripture when the birth of Jesus is announced. And then the rest was developed in the early centuries of the church. The Gloria challenges us to examine our lives to see whether or not we believe that Jesus really is the Most High, the Holy One of God.
0: Be to God in the highest
4: to
1: But there are various portions that change each week according to the church calendar. The colorful hangings on the altar, pulpit, and lectern remind us which season of the church year we are in. Green is for ordinary time, reminding us of our need for personal and corporate growth. Purple is used during Advent as we look for the coming of the king and during Lent as we express our sorrow for sin. Some churches use various shades of blue in Advent, a color emphasizing royalty and a recognition of the coming king. Red recalls the fire of the Holy Spirit and the blood of the martyrs. White is the color of purity and joy and is used during the seasons of Christmas and Easter. We also use the color white during funerals to remind us that the burial of the dead is an Easter liturgy. The collect of the day is one of the liturgical elements that changes each week. Usually the subject matter of this collect connects with the scripture readings appointed for that Sunday, especially the gospel. These readings are arranged according to the church calendar Immediately before the prayer, we open with the words of mutual greeting that date back to the first centuries of the church. We offer this greeting to one another in the hope that God will be present among us.
2: The Lord be with you.
1: And also with you.
2: Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, in Christ, you have revealed your glory among the nations preserve the works of your mercy, that your church throughout the world may persevere with steadfast faith in the confession of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever.
1: Amen. Amen. Please be seated. For for 2000 years, the structure of Christian worship service has consisted of two parts, word and sacrament. The first part, the liturgy of the word calls us to reflect upon God through scripture and confession and prayer. This half of the service is loosely based on a Jewish synagogue service which always included the singing of a psalm and readings from scripture. The church has continued this tradition, adding lessons from the New Testament, so that the reading of Holy Scripture has always remained central to Christian worship from the start. You can attend church every Sunday for three years without hearing exactly the same readings. At the completion of the three year lectionary cycle, a congregation will have heard excerpts from every book of the Bible and will have heard all the four gospels. These readings connect us to the broader story of God and his creation of which we are only a small part. They refresh our imaginations and invite us to live as God's people. At the end of each reading, the lector or reader reminds us of what we've just heard by saying the word of the Lord. And our response is just as important. Thanks be to God. Though we might not always feel thankful when we hear the clear demands and call of God's word upon our life, the liturgy teaches us that this is the proper response as we place ourselves under the authority of God's word in Holy Scripture.
4: A reading from
5: the book of Job. The Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up your loins like a man. I will question you, and you shall declare to me. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its faces sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone? And when the morning stars sang together, and all the heavenly beings shouted for joy, Can you lift up your voice to the clouds so that a flood of waters may cover you? Can you send forth lightnings so that they may go and say to you, here we are. Who has put wisdom in the inward parts or given understanding to the mind? Who has the wisdom to number the clouds or who can tilt the water skins of the heavens? When the dust runs together into a mass and the clods cling together. Can you hunt the prey for the lion or satisfy the appetite of the young lions when they crouch in their dens or lie in wait in their covert? Who provides for the raven its prey? And when its young ones cry to God and wander about for lack of food. The word of the Lord.
3: Thanks be to God.
2: The congregation will remain seated as we say portions of Psalm 104 responsibly. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, how excellent is your greatness. You are clothed with majesty and splendor.
1: You wrap yourself with light as with a cloak and spread out the heavens like a curtain.
2: You lay the beams of your chambers in the waters above. You make the clouds your chariot. You ride on the wings of the wind.
1: You make the winds your messengers and flames of fire your servants.
2: You have set the earth upon its foundations so that it will never be moved at any time.
1: You covered it with the deep as with a mantle. The waters stood higher than the heavens.
2: At your rebuke, they fled. At the voice of your thunder, they hastened away.
1: They went up into the hills and down to the valleys beneath in the places you had appointed for them.
2: You set the limits that they should not pass. They shall not again cover the earth.
1: O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures.
2: Alleluia.
7: A reading from the epistle of the Hebrews. Every high priest chosen from among mortals is put in charge of things pertaining to God on their behalf, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He is able to deal gently with the ignorant and wayward since he himself is subject to weakness. And because of this, he must offer sacrifice for his own sins as well as those of the people. And one does not presume to take this honor, but takes it only when called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not glorify himself in becoming a high priest, but was appointed by the one who said to him, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. As he says also in another place, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned of obedience through what he suffered, and having been made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him, having been designated by God a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: The reading of the gospel is the climax of this portion of the liturgy. It is called the gospel or the good news because it always comes from the gospel's readings according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. There is only one gospel in essence, but there are four accounts of the one gospel. Each one is told from a different perspective about the life of Jesus Christ and his ministry. The Old Testament reading anticipates the gospel. The epistle expounds upon it. And in the actual gospel reading, we hear the word proclaimed directly. The gospel is a story of Jesus as the fulfillment of the story of Israel. It tells us how God, through Jesus of Nazareth, came to live among us, to inaugurate God's promised kingdom, to break the power of sin and death through the cross, and to launch the first fruits of God's new creation through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Before we read the gospel, we stand and sing a hymn, the sequence hymn, which prepares the way for the highlight of the liturgy of the word. A sequence is a chant or hymn sung during the liturgy, usually before the gospel is read. When the gospel is announced, some people make the sign of the cross with their thumb on their forehead, their mouth, and their heart signifying their desire that the gospel constantly be on their mind, lips, and affections. Sometimes gospel processions take place. A crucifer, acolytes, and, and lit candles sometimes bring the gospel book down into the nave of the church among the people where the gospel is read because the gospel belongs to all the people. This procession is a symbol of God sending Jesus into the world. The gospel is proclaimed in the midst of the people, the gathered community. Would you please stand and sing the sequence hymn. to you, Lord Christ.
2: James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to ask Jesus, came forward to Jesus and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What is it that you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. But Jesus said to them, you do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They replied, we are able. Then Jesus said to them, the cup that I drink you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the 10 heard this, they, became, they began to be angry with James and John So Jesus called them and said to them, you know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers, lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you You must be slave of all, for the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many." This is the Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord Christ.
2: You may be seated. Let us pray, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, for you are our strength and our redeemer.
0: Amen. Amen.
2: Over the last weeks, we have been in Chapter 10 of Mark's Gospel. Jesus is going deeper with his disciples in passages which address hard questions of life. The Pharisees came to him to test him with legalistic questions. And Jesus challenged their hardness of heart, their judgment, and their legalism. To the rich young ruler, Jesus asked, how do you define the riches of the world? And to Peter, a summary of both the blessings and the cost of true discipleship. In our gospel for today, we find two disciples, James and John, in a power struggle with the others. Who will be the greatest? The gospel of Matthew adds their mother to the mix a devoted and ambitious mother advocating for her sons so that they receive the positions of honor, seated with Jesus on his right and left hand in glory. As Chuck has said, this is our instructed Eucharist, and really the the narrative, the instruction in the Eucharist is our sermon for today, so this is not a sermon, uh, it is a homily. In fact, it is so short that I might even define it as a homilette. because what we're doing as we uh, learn about the liturgy is the instruction of our Eucharist today. If I had time, I would love to delve into this passage. What is true leadership? I would talk about servant leadership, which is for others and not for oneself. James and John, they went on to, to share in the sufferings of our Lord in different ways. They drank the cup that he drank. And in the end, they fulfilled the call on their life. In this Passage, Jesus turns to the disciples and challenges James and John in their petition. No, Jesus responds, I cannot say you will receive the highest position in Jesus' kingdom. There's a little aside here for those of you who are petitioning to, the, to Jesus about various matters. I have often learned in my life When Jesus's answer to my petitions is no, meaning a closed door, this may lead to God's yes in another area. So be of good heart. Yes, Jesus says in this gospel, true discipleship is costly. And sometimes we let go of one thing in order to find another of greater value. Jesus's final answer to his disciples, the answer to finding your life is found in looking beyond yourself and reaching out as a light bearer, as a model of humility and service in a broken world. If you're wondering how you might do this here at St. John's, listen with a prayerful heart to announcements and invitations, ministry witnesses, which will be coming your way. And when I look out over this congregation, I see people who are hungry for the things of God, who are desiring to have more of Jesus in your life. And I can't tell you what an honor it is to be here to see young graduate students whose lives are being shaped by your time here in New Haven and with us. And my life is enriched by serving here with you and also alongside of mature Christians, both lay and ordained, who have devoted yourselves to authentic and sacrificial service for decades. Your stories, some of which we hear in our sermons on Sunday, disciple us and pass the mantle on to the next generation of those following in the footsteps of Jesus, amen.
0: Amen.
1: Following the sermon, we all stand and reaffirm our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. An ancient creed which emerged in the Council of Nicaea in 325 and affirmed in Constantinople in the year 381. The Creed is arranged around the three persons of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It begins by affirming the Father as the creator of all things. The creed spends most of its time on the person of Jesus, first setting out both his divine and human natures, and then declaring his redemptive suffering, death, resurrection, and ascension. The creed concludes with the Holy Spirit's work in the church, in the world, our baptism, and our hope of the world come. All major branches of Christianity affirm the Nicene Creed, and so when we declare it, we affirm what the church believes, past and present. Please stand and say the Nicene Creed.
2: Let us say together, we believe in one God,
6: We acknowledge one baptism for
2: the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come, amen.
1: After the creed, we pray for the church and the world. there are many forms of prayer that we can use. The, The Episcopal Book of Common Prayer provides six different intercessions All of which offer opportunity for extemporaneous prayer. The prayers at St. John's are usually led by our lay pastoral associate, Paul Smith. And you may either stand, continue standing for the prayers, or you may kneel. It's a personal preference and your choice.
3: In peace, we pray to you, Lord God. For all people in their daily life and work. For our Our families, friends and neighbors, and and for for those who are alone. For this community, the nation, and the world. For all all who work work for justice, freedom, freedom, and peace. For the just and proper use of your creation.
0: For the victims victims of
3: of hunger, fear, injustice, oppression for all who are in danger, sorrow, or any kind of trouble, for those who minister to the sick, the friendless, and the needy; for the peace and unity of the church of God,
7: for all who
3: proclaim the
1: gospel and all who seek the truth,
3: for all who serve God in his church, for the special needs and and concerns of this congregation. You may add your own petitions.
1: Lord, I pray for the children of of this congregation of St. John's. I pray, Lord, that uh, by word and example, they will grow into the full stature of Jesus Christ in their lives. And I pray that you will protect them in um, all that they all that they do and all that they all that they learn, be with them, Lord, for you said, "Let the little ones come to me, for such is the kingdom of God."
3: Hear us, Lord, for your your mercy mercy is is great. great. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings of this life. You may add your thanksgivings. Lord, we thank you for the beauty of this day. Lord, we thank you for love and companionship.
1: God, I thank you for the people of this church and, and their love and devotion to one another and to you.
3: We thank you for your care for us.
2: Thank you, Lord, for all the ministries of this congregation. We thank you for those who, who care for and steward um, our ministries together this building, and for those who are also reaching out, called for mission and to mission beyond ourselves, beyond this building, into the wider community.
1: We thank you for the life of Terry Hare, whom we interred yesterday.
0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
3: We will exalt you, O God, our King, and praise your name forever and ever. We pray for all who have died, that they may have a place in your eternal kingdom. Lord, we do lift up Terry Hare, Andrea Nagy Smith, Phyllis Hanscom, Steve Weston, Phil Coy, Lois Rowley, Patty Rosenberg, Dwight Blakesley. You may add other names.
2: Or Gladys O'Flynn, who was interred last week.
3: In the Episcopal Church in Connecticut cycle of prayer, we pray for St. John's Church, Waterbury, for Christ Church, Watertown, for All Saints Church, West Cornwall, for young adults, young adult ministries and networks, the Episcopal Service Corps, and the Young Adult Service Corps of the Episcopal Church, St. Hilda's House in Haven, for young adult Episcopalians ministry network. In the Anglican communion cycle of prayer, we pray for the church in the province of the West Indies. Lord, let your loving kindness be
1: upon them. Who put their trust in you. Once we have prayed for God to heal our broken world, we acknowledge that we too are broken and in need of forgiveness. Here once again, the liturgy is our teacher, giving us words to say, and so assisting us to confess our sins together and to seek God's forgiveness. We all fall short of following Christ. So each one of us has something to confess, often during a moment of silence. After the prayer of confession, the celebrant stands and grants absolution. The priest does not forgive our sins, only God can do this. The priest declares to us on behalf of Christ that if we have confessed our sins with a sincere heart and true repentance, God has indeed forgiven us. It's a great comfort to hear these words spoken out loud which is why many Anglicans will again make the sign of the cross as a reminder that being marked by Christ, we are promised forgiveness.
2: We pray to you also for the forgiveness of our sins. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father.
6: In In your your compassion, forgive forgive us us our sins,
2: known and unknown, unknown, things done and left undone. And so uphold us by your
4: Spirit, that we may
2: live and serve you in newness of life,
0: to the honor honor and glory of your name,
2: through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life.
1: Amen. Amen. Now that we are made right with God, we need to be sure that we are right with our brothers and sisters in Christ so we are invited to exchange the peace. The peace is not a social time, but a liturgical action. We joyfully extend the peace that God has given to us to whomever happens to be sitting near us, around us, ready to cross those lines that so often divide people, lines of ethnicity, race, gender, class, and age. The liturgy is teaching us to deal with the anger and resentment, which can so easily consume our relationships. As God forgives us, so we forgive others. As God blesses us, so we bless others. As God grants us peace, so we grant peace to others. The placement of the peace in the service is significant. Being at peace with God and one another, we are now ready to move toward the holy table, the second part of our worship service. But before that, may the peace of the Lord be always with you.
2: And also with you, we invite you to uh, exchange the peace with one another while remaining in your pews.
0: So I
4: could
1: that you can be seated when you are ready. As a celebrant prepares the table, I will as Deal does this, I will uh, read this long part she'll she'll get up at some point during this and don't be distracted by her. We now move into the second part and the climax of our worship service, the Eucharist, also known as the Lord's Supper or communion. Eucharist means. Thanksgiving, from Greek word Eucharistia. And each name for the Eucharist emphasizes a part of this liturgy. Everything we've done so far has been to prepare us for this sacred moment. In the Anglican tradition, the Holy Eucharist is one of the two great sacraments of the church, the other being Holy Baptism. A sacrament is a pledge that God makes to meet us in the elements of God's good creation, bread, wine, oil, and water. A sacrament is an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace. Using the Jewish Passover meal, Jesus first showed us how to do Holy Communion as he promised he would be present whenever we share this special meal together. It's based on the Last Supper that Jesus shared with his disciples. We believe Jesus Christ to be truly present with us as we eat bread and drink wine. Different streams of the Christian church view this sacrament in different ways theologically. As Anglicans, we believe that Christ is really present as we gather together for Holy Communion. It is a sacrament offered in community of recognition that Jesus is with us today, this morning. Holy Communion begins with the offertory as we offer our bread and wine, our monetary gifts, and indeed ourselves, our talents, and our lives to God. The celebrant marks this point in the liturgy by declaring an offertory sentence from scripture. As we offer of ourselves, the table is prepared using a plate called the paten and then pours wine into the chalice, the cup. After the water is blessed by the priest, a small amount of water is added to the chalice. This is symbolic of the water that rushed from Jesus' side after he was pierced. The table is now set, and the elements left on the altar are ready to be blessed by the celebrant. As I said before, the word Eucharist means thanksgiving, and the celebrant now leads us in what is called the great thanksgiving. In this prayer, we are asking for a blessing from God upon this holy meal, which we now share together. There are different forms of the Eucharistic prayer found in our Book of Common Prayer, but they all begin with the sersum corda, which is Latin for the word, lift up your hearts. In this initial exchange between the celebrant and the people, the liturgy signals to us that we place our hearts and minds on God's presence, where with the angels and the saints and the whole company of heaven, we forever sing holy, holy, holy. Here liturgy becomes a cosmic activity joined in praise and adoration. The song that then moves us to draw our attention to the one who comes in the name of the Lord Hosanna, we sing, which means save us now, reminds us of the same cries made when Jesus entered into Jerusalem a few days before he instituted the Lord's Supper. The different forms of the Eucharistic prayers in the Book of Common Prayer tell us in different ways the story of God's redeeming activity, all reaching the same climax in the person of Jesus Christ. God answers our Hosanna calls, prize by providing us his son. The prayer then shifts its focus to the night of the Lord's supper. We are called both to remember what happened and also to act it out in our liturgy once again. Do this in remembrance of me, Jesus says. The celebrant then lays hands on the bread and wine, calling upon the Holy Spirit to make holy both elements, the bread and the wine, as well as the people gathered around the table. Everyone makes this prayer their own by saying amen at the end of the prayer. The Eucharistic prayer ends with the words, Jesus taught his disciples to pray 2,000 years ago. The prayer, known as the Lord's Prayer, is profound in its direction and its simplicity, reminding us of the spirit that ought to fill our everyday prayers. Its placement here in the liturgy is appropriate because the foretaste of its answer is the Eucharist itself.
2: I invite the congregation to stand. The service continues with the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you.
1: And also with you.
2: Lift up your hearts.
1: We lift them to the Lord.
2: Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God.
1: It is right to give him thanks and praise.
2: It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you. Father almighty, creator of heaven and earth. For by water and the Holy Spirit, you have made us a new people in Jesus Christ, our Lord, to show forth your glory in all the world. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your
4: name.
2: the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith.
4: Christ Christ has died, died. Christ Christ is is risen, Christ Christ will will come come again.
2: again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people, the body and blood of your son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father,
1: who, who art, art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, be thy name, kingdom, kingdom come, thy will, will be done, done
0: on earth as, as it is in heaven. heaven. Give us this day
2: our daily bread,
0: and and forgive us us our
2: trespasses,
0: as as we forgive those who
2: trespass against us, and lead Lead us us not into temptation, temptation,
0: but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever.
1: The Eucharist tells a story in word and actions. It is a drama revolving around the life, death, resurrection, ascension, and return of Jesus Christ. And we are now participants in that drama. For example, when you read in the gospel what happened on the night Jesus was betrayed, you will find that he took bread, blessed it, broke it, and then gave it to his disciples. And then he took the cup of wine, blessed it, and gave it to his disciples. We're doing the same thing in our own liturgy. And we now come to the point where the celebrant, as Jesus did, breaks the bread. This action not only recalls what Jesus did at the Last Supper, but it also directs us to the breaking of his body that took place on the cross the following day. It reminds us that we, as followers of Jesus, are also broken for the world itself. As we reach out in God's love to this broken world. So as the celebrant breaks the bread, we pause for a moment of holy silence.
2: Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed
0: for us.
1: Therefore, let us keep the feasts Hallelujah! This joyful exchange is significant. It's a quote from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. It's an ancient Jewish tradition. The sacrifice of a Paschal lamb was not completed by its death. It was completed by a meal, by eating the flesh of the lamb that had been slain. In order to be saved from death the lamb must be consumed. Jesus, the new Paschal lamb, has been slain. Paul argues that we must keep the new Passover feast of his body and his blood. As we reflect on Jesus as the lamb of God, we can say the Agnus Day, which is based on John the Baptist's words, "Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world," and we often use the Agnus Day during the penitential seasons.
0: The gifts
2: of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on Him in your hearts by faith
0: with thanksgiving.
1: With these words, we are now invited to come to the altar family table to receive communion. All baptized believers of Jesus Christ, regardless of denomination, are welcome at the Lord's table. It is said in the Anglican churches that we have an altar call every Sunday morning. Every communion service is an altar call as we step forward to renew our commitment to Jesus Christ and receive him through the sacrament of Holy Communion. As we step forward, we find Jesus waiting for us with the table prepared. So during this time in the service, uh, during this season of, of um, the pandemic, and are um, trying to be keep safe about that, move forward down the center aisle to receive the bread or a blessing if if you so choose, and then step to the right, lower your mask, and consume the bread, and return to your seats down the side table. Anglicans believe that Jesus Christ is truly present in the sacrament of his body and blood. In the doctrine of this real presence, we we believe that his presence in communion is real, yet undefined. We believe that while the bread and wine become for us in some way the body and blood of Christ, how that happens remains a holy mystery. For those not yet baptized, we offer a blessing from the priest. And so after receiving communion, we invite the congregation to pray silently or to join in singing the communion hymns, the first of which is a a variation of the Agnes Day in modern form. And the second is a famous Easter hymn.
0: The bread
1: Before we leave, we pause to thank God for what he has done for us in these holy mysteries. We ask God for the strength required to go out into the world as agents of love and peace. Having concluded the worship, our service now begins as we are sent into the world, ambassadors of Christ. At St. John's, this is a time in our service in which we commission Eucharistic visitors to take the sacrament to those who cannot be with us. We remember that we are one body who share in this communion near and far.
2: There are two people who will be bringing communion to those who cannot be with us this morning. Um, And we say together, In the name of this congregation, we send you forth bearing the sacrament that those to whom you go may share with us in this Holy Communion.
0: We who are many are one
2: body because we are all
0: part of
2: the body of Christ. You may remain standing as we say together the post-communion prayer. Eternal God, Heavenly Father,
4: you have
1: As we prepare to depart, we go with the peace and blessing of God. Giving a blessing to God's people runs from the Old Testament and early church through the pages of church history until today. It is a source of consolation and encouragement to us as we leave. Many Anglicans will make the sign of the cross when given a blessing, a reminder of their baptism, Amen. By definition, the church, the ecclesia, is the people of God sent into the world. Our movement is in two directions. We gather together in the name of Jesus Christ, and then we go forth into the world in the name of Christ. In community, we encounter Jesus together, and then we go out announcing Jesus to the world in both word and deed. We gather to partake of the body and blood of Christ, and then we leave here to be the body of Christ in a broken world. Our liturgy ends right back where it started, out in the light of day, sending us back into the street, to our houses, to our work, and to our daily life, with all its burdens, responsibilities, and pleasures. We have enacted through ritual the drama of the gospel. So now we go out rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit to enact the same. Thanks be to God.
3: In the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please be seated for a time of announcements. Our first announcement is one of Got it. We're good. Okay. Our first announcement is one of joy.
2: I will save my joy announcement for the very end. Uh, this is a reminder for the children and families following our time of coffee hour. Uh, and we thank Karen Mayhann for setting this up. And I think it's going to be outside. Uh, we will, the children and families will gather at the crossing area for class number three. And next week, Dean Andrew McGowan of Berkeley is going to be with us following coffee hour to talk about of uh, the symbolism of the bread. And he will uh, make some bread with us, uh, or at least part of it. But stay tuned for that. So here is my, Michelle, do you have an announcement? Yes,
0: Why don't you come and give your announcement? And then we'll savor the joy for just a moment. So we've now heard of literally Instructed liturgy, you know what it is, the work of the people. In the Orthodox Church, they talk about the liturgy after the liturgy. We are now going out to perform liturgically in the world,
1: work of the people. In the Society of Friends meeting, the Quakers, they end their service by saying, worship has ended, the service begins.
0: Anyway, so I have two opportunities for you. I mentioned to you the, the visit for the workday uh, morning at the botanical Garden of uh, the, for the victims of gun violence. That will be next Saturday. There will be an announcement, a standalone announcement that we're going to about because I wasn't enough to get it to the appropriate person on Friday. So uh, um, you'll see it uh, starts at 8.30. We will have a short morning prayer, pray for the people in the neighborhood. Um, and for this problem um, and then we'll work and then we'll have a little picnic at the end for those who can stay and I promise to bring help.
3: Will everyone meet at the garden?
0: And we'll meet at the garden. If you have an issue, meet and arrive, email the church and I will get word of it and then we'll figure it out, okay? Um, other, the other thing is, our friend Zach needs a little help. He has moved down the street into a room, praise be God, but he needs a few extra things. And I told him that I'm sure that we have things to the chair, lampstands, two nightstands, I'm sorry, lamps, curtains, blinds, dishes, silverware, cups. So to facilitate this, I'm gonna be working tomorrow afternoon at the church and I will leave the door open there. I'll be right where you, you can find me. If you have any of those things, including, um, Things to stock this kitchen, canned goods, dry goods, vegetables, fruit, I'll be right there and I will wait for between 5 and 6. I'll be there all afternoon, but if you need a specific time between 5 and 6, I'll probably leave right, right after this. Okay? Oh, we need to
4: do lunch today.
0: I'm to take it up.
2: Scripture says that we weep with those who weep and we rejoice with those who rejoice. And so I have a community announcement uh, yesterday. Uh, Tyler, Shub-Kakel, Shub-Kakel, I always have to work on that last name and Ingrid gets, uh, became engaged to be married. And so we rejoice with Tyler and with Ingrid. Uh, they will be married sometime in the, uh, in the first half of the year of 2022, and so we just rejoice with you and say
0: Alleluia, God bless yeah. so, As That's has already said, we'll
3: be having a social time outside, you go out the door to your right and into the garden, there will be tables set up, um, go in peace to love and serve the Lord.
4: The <laughs>
6: Hey there, well, I guess if it's just you and me, and you've got, um, in-laws there, then I can let you go.
8: I'll, I'll be taken off here in a second. Are you doing all right everything okay
6: today i am yeah um you know of course i was laid low by the um having the shingles and then just low energy after that and i thought i was starting to do better and i was going to try to start getting over to see wait a second did i just say this in the messaging i think i did uh that i um Yeah. So then I I thought I was doing better. I was going to start trying to get a little more involved there uh, at uh, Lee And then, uh, yeah. And then I just, I had two days in a row where I just had really bad stomach cramps. Uh, I never figured out what it was from, but it's gone now. So I'm grateful for that. And I've had stomach problems since I was a kid. It could have just been stress-induced. I don't know. And then likewise, I don't know what caused it. But I had yesterday, it was like all day I had a really bad headache. Usually, if that happens, if I wake up with a headache, eventually, you know, I had given and have some caffeine and or or ibuprofen and it gets rid of it. And yesterday, it didn't. But today was the first day in a while. I mean, maybe since before, I was going to say before the shingles, but maybe even since in months. <laughs> then I woke up and I was like, oh, I actually feel okay today. That That's a, that's a welcome foreign experience.
8: <laughs> when that's a novel experience.
6: Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I'm going to get up and go out for a walk, which I did. And I had a goofy time going around trying to save worms, just because it's something I read <laughs> the other day. But I was out for a walk and there were worms that were like out in the road that were still alive. And I was like all right screw it not like hundreds of them but about like 10 times i stopped and picked them up i was surprised i don't remember this because i haven't picked up worms in a long time these particular kinds honestly felt more like snakes i don't mean they were snakes they just i picked them up they were maybe because they were just too dried out from being on the road but they were also very vigorous, like the way they would move, it was like really like they were trying to get away and they would like wriggle the way that I remember snakes, small snakes moving. Anyway, do you like snakes? I know some people hate snakes.
8: I can Take them or leave them.
6: Oh, okay, I'm just curious because I do have some friends who are like freaked out by them. I mostly like them, not that I want to like trip over a poisonous oh, one in the woods, but...
8: Wild, because I grew up in the West.
6: I'm sorry, say that I I missed the beginning of that sentence
8: of them when i run into them in the wild because i grew oh up yeah here. most of the snakes you run across are rattlesnakes
6: okay um, yeah and here like my whole life growing up the most common snakes to see are garter snakes which are totally harmless and actually kind of cute most of them are small
8: uh heard about somebody somebody in Connecticut got bit by a cottonmouth or a water
6: jeez Huh. Was a you know for some reason your your mic keeps cutting out like your signal looks clear yeah but it's like the noise gate is over overbearing do you know what i mean by that By the noise gate
8: yeah i get it yeah 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 i don't know
6: yeah okay all right anyway well yeah so i haven't you know i still haven't and gotten back to this, uh, anything like life is normal, at least insofar as feeling like I can I have the energy to be out helping other people. But I mean, the good thing is, as I may have said before, I'm trying to embrace this extended downtime that I'm probably really overdue for. But, um, you know, like this might not sound entirely well adjusted, but I, I extrapolated from something I read the other day about how when you're coping with things like depression and anxiety and everything feels really difficult. Um, this person, it was, it was, you know, it was on Facebook but somebody had this thing they shared about how they were talking with their therapist and they said that, uh, they need to do the dishes, but it feels like too much to rinse them before putting them into the dishwasher. So the therapist said, so just run in the dishwasher twice or three times if you need to. And the person was like, what? You can't really do it. They're like, yeah, sure, whatever, whatever works. And so the person gave a few examples like that where they were like, okay, so I put all the dishes in haphazardly. I ran the dishwasher twice and it was progress. And then like I gave myself permission to just like take a shower laying down. I don't know if they meant that literally. And that eventually that helped to get the, oh, sorry, excuse me. Elizabeth, I'm still on my church Zoom. I'll call you back.
0: You in a little while,
6: bye bye. Uh, Marilyn's daughter keeps calling me, she's kind of prone to calling over and over. She's a sweetie, though. Anyway, um, but uh, you know, and so in a similar vein, I would so earlier in this year, I um, I sent money into the IRS and I filed for an extension because I didn't have it together to file my taxes, the extension was for October 15th. And like the week or two leading up to it, I kept thinking every day, I've got to figure out what I'm doing about my taxes. I don't know what I'm doing. Because it's self-employed, it's a little more complicated. Um, Plus, there's just stuff I don't know, because this is the first time I've ever done taxes where I don't think there's much there that I need to declare but I have stuff where people paid me by Venmo and PayPal which never used to be a significant consideration or if it was it was like under the heading of lessons and I already count lessons I'm not I'm used to tracking those but it was sort of other odds and ends and then figuring out how much of it was just donations which a lot of it was and then the whole unemployment being on unemployment anyway so I just felt complicated and so I reached October 15th, and I was like, damn it, I still haven't done it. And then I realized, I'm like, all right, so I'll do it later, and I'll pay a fine. Oh, okay, that's all right. I can live with that. It's not great, but it's it's not the end of the world. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I just want to share it, because I know, you know, you have your own stuff. So, How have you been feeling lately?
0: Um,
8: uh, about usual. Um, mm. I... Beck has commented that I haven't been talking a lot, which is usually a bad sign. Oh.
6: Yeah, I hear you.
0: But that's been constant for, for a while. No. Yeah. But yeah. I don't feel bad, not,
8: not exceptionally so.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and unless you'd rather be left alone, maybe I'll just try to drop your line once in a while if I'm not feeling entirely antisocial myself.
8: Never, never bothers me.
6: Okay. that's good. Um, I, I don't remember if I told you, I have a new therapist who I love, but here's the thing. She's really my APRN for prescriptions. I have this therapist I've been seeing for many years who I won't quit, even though I don't feel like she's a good therapist, (laughs) at least not for me. She's not a good therapist, but I just, I just suck at walking away from things. And I'm I'm just like, no, I'm not gonna, I don't know. I just feel too weird stopping after i've been seeing her for like 15 years and uh most of that time i felt like eh, she's not that great but she's she's okay um anyway um uh she's she's in her 70s i'm like i'm hoping she'll retire in a couple years then i'll stop seeing her that sounds screwed up but that's me anyway so but in the meantime i got this new aprn to do my prescriptions and it turns out as soon as I met her immediately, she was the first mental health person I've ever had where I actually felt comfortable talking with her about anything. And so I love her. And so now she's seeing me for talk therapy too. And um, I love her to death for that, but it turns out she's really undependable as far as like getting back to me about stuff, which my prior person was too. So like one time recently, we even got to the point where I was out of some meds and like, she just wouldn't reply to multiple messages. And it's like, that's not okay. You know? So I don't know. So I don't really know what to do because it's like, I definitely don't want to quit seeing her for talk therapy, but I just feel like,
3: oh, you, need you know,
6: yeah. 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 So anyway, do you, do you have anybody you see right now that you feel is a good match? Or
4: um,
8: I have somebody I see. Um, I've never really clicked with a therapist, so I don't really, I don't know that I call her a, good
6: match
8: but yeah she's okay
6: yeah yeah my old aprn was fine except that uh, other than when i very first started seeing her um, again 15 years ago or so other than that she became the person who just like never replied to messages my pharmacy would tell me too they're like yeah she's really bad at getting back to us you know it wasn't just me um and then one day i found out that she was like no longer taking Husky. And she had like, not even told me <laughs> to run out and find somebody else. And I lucked out that this person I found again, I've never met anybody before in mental health. Not that I've met that many, but where I just immediately feel like, Oh yeah. That's, you know, I, I've, I've, there's I've nothing.
8: Friends who feel that way about their psychologists and it's, it's gotta be a good thing.
6: Yeah. 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 There was just a little part of me that's sort of like, huh. I wish I had just met her as a person. I'd ask her out, but I don't mean that like I'm like way into her. I just mean like, oh, she just seems like a really great person, you know. So, anyway, and we have uh, one of the things we have in common is our love of obnoxious socks. Uh, we both like fun, silly socks. I think you've seen before, but I have ones that are like, you know, I'm a delicate fucking flower. See, you know, carpe the fuck out of this DM, and she has other ones like that too. So, anyway. Well, OK, I should let you on to your day. Um, I'll try to catch up with you sometime this week, though, OK?
8: Yeah, sounds fantastic.
6: Thank okay. you. fairly well. Thanks for your work. Catch you later.